10 to 1, episode 121. Top 10 all-time favorite TV shows. Welcome to 10 to 1, a podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer, and we're finally getting around to telling you what our favorite shows are, not necessarily the best that there are or the highest quality, but certainly the ones that are near and dear to our hearts. We're finally getting back to podcasting at all. It's been close to a month. I know. I think since we podcasted last. Uh, for various reasons. So I've been sick a lot this year. All of February was two different colds that I was sick with. And I've also been sick once or twice in March. And uh, let's see, what else has been going on? Our microphone cord died. As you as you uh, noticed our technical difficulties in some of our previous episodes, we finally figured out it was a certain cord. Finally replaced it. We got a new microphone. Yeah, well, we we thought it was the microphone, so we got that replaced, and we were all set to record, and then turned out it was the cord, so we had to wait again for a little while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we had a podcast episode planned. We were going to Skype with a guest host, and that got canceled because of the coronavirus, everything that's been going on there, all the schedules thrown off. I've been working from home, a lot of people working from home, and people losing their jobs, people just staying in their houses all the time. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy, historic time. I know. I would not know anything until these last couple weeks about what it's like to just stay in my house all the time with my kids. Yeah. And have them be homeschooled. That part's pretty nice. Indeed. So... Back to TV shows. Yeah, so it seems like a good time to talk about TV shows when everybody's stuck in their houses. Yeah, you wondering what to watch? We'll fill you in. Yeah, so we've never done a top 10 TV shows, but uh, this is, we've we talked about starting to do a rotation of uh, all-time favorite top 10, so all-time favorite TV shows this year. Maybe next year it'll be all-time favorite movies or, or something like that. And, yeah, I just went through all of the shows. I, I keep track of the shows that we've watched on, oh, I think it's track.tv, T-R-A-K.tv. And there's some social features there, but it's it's mostly just for me to keep track of what episode we're on because we watch a bunch of different shows at once, mm-hmm. usually. Uh, I haven't watched as much TV this year with our book goal. Uh, how's your book goal coming, by the way? I just finished my 15th book. Nice. That's pretty good. That's that's half of where we are most years. I know. Already I'm, in March. So. I'm definitely doing a lot better than I usually do. Mm-hmm. Yep. I finished uh, 21 tonight. Yeah. With, uh, the book we're reading together as a family. So I am I am also behind, but we're both going to catch up. Yeah. I bet, it, I bet in April we could do a lot of catching up. Still be working from home. Going to be watching church services from home, so that saves drive time. And... Uh, yeah, a lot of things we can't go do, so we have a lot of extra time in our right. schedule. Yep. So we will we'll see what kind of headway we make and give an update here eventually. But back to TV shows. Uh, so <laughs> I just, just went through, cannot stay on topic. Went through the 
the list of of shows that we've seen. By my count, we've done sixty, or I've done sixty. Okay. I don't know about you. I didn't. I didn't come up with a total. Maybe I'll I'll count while you're talking about one of your boring ones. And, Thanks. Uh, give a total. Well, and... my list is on Trello, <laughs> and it automatically tells you how many are in the list. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. You have a, a checklist mm-hmm. of every movie you've watched on a Trello card. That's interesting. Of every TV show. Or of every TV show you've yeah. ever watched on a Trello card. Very interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. I So I just went through that list, picked out mm-hmm. um, uh, 20 or so. Yeah, I did my top 26. Okay. I didn't rank my top 20, so I won't, I'll won't. i just be able to tell you Aww. if it's an honorable mention. Well, for once, I went so, a little more overkill you than you. You sure did. Well, I think that makes a little more sense. I'm usually the one that's a little more inclined. Even here in book year, you're like, oh, let's read a book. And I'm like, well, what's on TV? Yep, yep. Well, yeah, there's a lot. There are television shows I want to get to, but I'm, a, I'm usually a pretty single-minded when it comes to goals. I'll really obsess about one goal, like that 372 Adventure website that we, we podcast about. I'll, I'll obsess over that, and then I'll be done with it, and I'll, I'll just be done. I'll, I'll just be not interested, and I'll be completely into something else. So I, I sometimes am like that. Yeah. And then I get frustrated when I'm not able to completely focus on it like I want to because mm. of life or kids or whatever. And so then I'm like, ah, whatever. It'll happen when it happens, and then it takes a lot longer to happen. Mm. Sure. That's about how most of my life goes. So back yeah. to TV shows. Who's going first, me or you? Uh, it's going to be me going first. Uh, you want to guess how many crossovers we have? Since for the last eight years, nine years, we've uh, all of our television, all of our television, almost all of our television watching has been together. I'm going to guess three for sure. Possibly four. I'm going to say four for sure. Possibly five. Wow. So you we'll feel see. pretty confident. I do. But yeah, I'd be surprised if, if four of them aren't on your list. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I really don't know what all is going to be on here, but I expect we'll have similar lists. Okay. So mine are ranked mostly in the order of uh, enjoyment slash I want to see it again. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, that for me, quality a little bit, I will say, um, in the sense of, for example, a show that got to run as long as the creators wanted versus a show that got canceled early. Mm-hmm. A show that got canceled early being incomplete is going to be docked and maybe ranked lower um, just because it's... I would say in that case, it's a quality, it's a lower quality because it's incomplete. Mm. So for something like that, I think it's a little bit more objective, but yeah, I mean, this is totally subjective. Like you said at the beginning, it's favorites. I don't usually watch TV. Excuse me. I don't usually watch TV. Uh, Again, like I don't rewatch shows over and over. So rewatchability is a little bit less for me, but I will say the ones at the top of my list are, are ones I would I would want to watch again. Well, I will say that the ones toward most of the ones on my list, in um, fact, mm, I'm going to say I think all but one on my list. I have picked out scenes and rewatched them like on YouTube, mm-hmm. watched favorite clips over and over and over. Mm-hmm. 
And the one that I haven't done that for, you'll see why. You'll understand. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, you ready to get started? Yep. Any other preliminaries? On you go. All right. Let's start with number 10. And I don't know. I'm still kind of trying to decide. I'll just go with that as written, I guess. But these bottom two or three could could change and swap out with with probably an honorable mention or two. But we'll just go with it as I as I ended up ranking it. And so number ten is actually a show that I watched almost completely without you. Flight of the Concords, the HBO uh, Brett McKenzie and Jermaine Clement show about two. <laughs> uh, so it so they are New Zealand comedy musicians and uh saw some of their their songs on youtube when we were in college and then i finally got around to watching their show which is their same kind of dry self-deprecating humor uh, absurd humor and then uh, they still do a lot of their songs a lot of the songs that i already heard and liked and then a lot of new songs and uh talked about a Talked about this a little bit with the our actors episode and how much I like Jermaine Clement and how much he always makes me laugh and I just like both of them together a lot and it's really my sense of humor and uh, not for kids definitely some language and um, but for uh, for a show that's on HBO pretty clean I'd say like yeah what, with that kind of criteria I like PG thirteen kind of a kind of a comedy. So, I I really like it. I, I would say go Maybe check out T for teens. Sure, go check out some of their songs on on YouTube, or some clips on YouTube, and uh, see if it's your kind of thing. So, spoiler: this is not on my list. No shocker to you. Um, it it's got its funny moments to me. It's definitely more your style of humor than mine. Yeah. Uh, but there, there's some great stuff in there, all the same, like the I Got Hurt Feeling song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what some of the others are, but uh, the the girl that they, Barbara, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's some funny <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there's funny yeah. stuff in there. Yeah. So I, I kind of like, I prefer for you to watch it and then show me the funny snippets, the mm-hmm. ones that you think I'll enjoy, mm-hmm. instead of just having to sit there and kind of glaze over at how silly stupid it is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's definitely more more of my style humor, and that's fine. So, that's also short. I like, I like it when they're short. This is, what, two seasons? Mm-hmm. It's like 20 episodes or something like that. So, uh, probably not something I would watch again. Um, just because I don't watch, rewatch stuff too often, but I think maybe all the rest on the, maybe with one exception, I would rewatch. So that is my number ten, Flight of the Concords. All right. Well, like you, my number ten, eleven, just kind of, I was trying to decide which one I was gonna put. Mm-hmm. I ended up putting Firefly over Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Because I've seen all of Firefly. First of all, because it's a lot shorter. It got canceled yeah. after just one season not even the full season that they wanted mm-hmm. um and with this i'm including the movie serenity sure it's not complete without that movie um i did feel that the movie really 
wrapped everything up. The The whole show is pretty tight, I'd say. Um, uh, I mean, it doesn't necessarily feel like a super story-oriented uh, show, per se, but it all feels very cohesive. It ties in together nicely. Uh, and it's just, it kind of feels like a fun romp out in space with yeah. this this crew of misfits, you know? Uh, yeah, you kind of feel like they would have gone into the overarching story a lot more. I know. If they had been given more time. I know. Mm-hmm. Everybody laments that they weren't what could have been. Right. But oh well. Uh, I feel that, the and the reason, uh, the main reason that Battlestar Galactica isn't on here is just the seasons are so long. And mm. like you, I have started to get a little impatient with really long seasons. Yeah. Uh, because then you end up with filler episodes, and that's mm-hmm. frustrating to me. I don't want, now if it's a really good filler episode, that's one thing. I don't mind that. But, you know, where, uh, oh, I can't even think of an example uh, there, there's probably some in some shows, uh, that I'll be mentioning soon, but make you know, don't have us just sitting there feeling like, oh, this is a filler episode. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, now I really like the plot of Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. and their Admiral Adama is just so great. Yep. Uh, yep. definitely one of my favorite sci-fi characters. If we redid that show, he would, or that list, he'd absolutely be on my on my list. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm, I'm talking about it because it was just, it was really a toss up between this show and Firefly. Uh, but the main thing why BSG got nixed is it's so long and we haven't seen all of it mm-hmm. uh, yet. We're, we just were about to start season three or we'd already finished season three. No, we, we finished the first two seasons. Okay. Yeah. And so there's still a lot left. I, there's six seasons. Um, yeah, yeah, they start getting shorter. Okay, after season three, it's all the same though. It's left. still there's still a, d- a decent chunk yeah, left. We're like halfway so, through ish. Yeah, or almost halfway through. So for that reason, uh, I liked Firefly. Uh, the characters, I like how each one uh, there's death to them, but there's they all at the same time they kind of have the this one's the mechanic, and mm-hmm. that's her angle. Uh, and yeah, she's kind of fun, and and you're. Uh, just your regular Joe kind of girl. And then this one, uh, he's the big, tough, burly brute guy. And yeah, he's got some, you know, some history that you're not aware of. And, mm-hmm. uh, so there, there's stuff to each character and, and they all really gel and, and work together. So that's my number 10, Firefly. Nice. All right. Oh, by the way, are we doing spoilers? No spoilers. I don't think. Um, yeah, probably no spoilers. Maybe if, maybe after the credits, we could do a non a, a spoilery, spoilery part. Um, well, I thought the credits was gonna be our like our worst and most disappointing. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. This too. is our time honored tradition. Right. All right. My number nine, and this one haven't seen. Oh, since the first year or two that we were married, so that's been eight, nine years ago. But uh, one time probably would have said it was my favorite. It's also technically a miniseries, but it's never going to get mentioned in a in a movie list, I guess. So Horatio Hornblower, I put as number nine. That's my number 14. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so 
I would definitely be interested in watching this again and seeing if I still like it as much. It's Yoan Griffith, my favorite actor, and it's that that classic Bildungsroman of the the awkward young man and growing into uh, leadership and growing into uh, his his place in the world. And it's got adventure and uh, really great characters. And for a 1990s, early 2000s A&E show, uh, pretty good production values, pretty good acting. And yeah, uh, and it's definitely got the nostalgia because I watched it growing up multiple times with my family and it was a family favorite. So it's still here on the list and we'll have to rewatch this one at some point. Yeah, well, I'd say it's pretty good quality because I didn't have nostalgia. I didn't watch it growing up, and I liked it a good deal. True. Uh, and I, I mean, it's about sailing ships and life aboard them. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yep, my favorite historical time period. So I have to, uh, have to finish reading this series, too, this book series at some point. Yeah. So that's my number nine, Ratio Hornblower. I believe it's eight miniseries episodes. I think episodes. so, yeah. All right, my number nine is an animated show called Justice League slash Justice League Unlimited. To Mm -hmm. me, I know some people, they're two separate shows. No, the one is a continuation of the previous. Yeah. And it's just, it's all under the same umbrella. And I really liked it. This was my... My first real introduction to a whole bunch of superheroes prior to this, Hmm. prior to watching it with you, you know, I kind of knew about the big ones of, you know, Superman, uh, Batman, uh, Wonder Woman, and maybe a few others. Uh, But for the most part, I hadn't really heard of most of these. And so this really opened up like, oh, there's this whole world of superheroes. Some of them have powers and some of them are just... Uh, really cool street fighters uh, without powers who still get out there and kick butt. And uh, I liked the that it's not just about they're going out and they're fighting the bad guys. There's a lot of character development mm-hmm. among them too. And uh, there's uh, they take times where it's like the fate of the world is at stake. And then other times the stakes aren't so high and the, it's just kind of... Uh, the characters having fun together. Uh, it's uh, some fun asides uh, with these other different characters. I, and I kind of liked that, you know, at the first, you've got, what is it, the main six or eight uh, of Hot Girl, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. Flash, Martian, Flash. Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, so it was yeah. eight. And uh, you've got like two or three seasons of that. And then after that, it's another season or two of a whole bunch. And so... That would be the unlimited part. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I I like the core group that you get attached to and you get this really strong foundation and then like they really branch out into... Now here's all these other little snippets and stories of of what what else was going on, you know? Uh, Everybody that got inspired because of the, the main eight... Uh, so I feel this has a lot of rewatchability. I know I've definitely enjoyed going back and watching a bunch of clips on YouTube. Mm. And I'm really looking forward to watching this with our girls when they get a little older. Mm. Uh, it's very kid friendly. I think the main thing is the reason I want them to wait is just so that they'll appreciate more. Mm-hmm. 
But Lydia, Lydia's definitely old enough she'd enjoy it. Sure. So, my number nine, Justice League. All right. My number eight, also a superhero television show, and it's the only superhero television show on my list. Daredevil. Hey, that's my number eight. Rated R, so be (laughs) very careful about watching it with your kids. Yeah. I don't think we need to keep saying that. We're adults. People listening to us are probably adults. Yeah, go check out the You know things. what your standards are. Yeah. And you know you can you can look into things before you watch them. Okay. And we're adults and we have our standards and uh Daredevil. What a great show. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Uh the first season is uh really amazing. If we were doing a list of seasons of television. Oh yeah. Mm, this would be pretty near the top. Pretty near the top. Um season 2 not as good. Still had some good things. Season three was better than season two, I thought. Mm-hmm. And because it went back to getting having Kingpin as the villain again. That's true. When you've got Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio, yeah, yeah. he is uh, amazing. What oh, a great he's actor! Just stellar. I think everyone except for the guy that plays Foggy Nelson is a good actor <laughs> in this uh, in this show. I like Foggy. He's a fine character, but I don't. I'm not really convinced by the actor. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Uh, good for him for getting on a great TV show. <laughs> he doesn't torpedo the show at all. Yeah. I just I just me- would mention that as a a an exception. Uh, and yeah, very a lot more thoughtful than I think any other superhero show that we've seen. Obviously, something like Justice League is more made for kids and is more made for fun. And that's completely fine. Um, I, that was on uh, that shows on my uh, top animated shows list that we did, uh, and I also enjoyed that one. Um, but like, if you compare this to something like um, like Flash or Arrow, especially later seasons, yeah, um, that is also a lot more of like we're just having fun. And again, that's fine to watch a show for fun. But part of being an adult is sometimes watching things that are going to make you think and that are, will bring up uh, very these very interesting questions, uh, the question of evil, of, of justice, of, um, of spirituality and how that relates to, to those things. Um, it's interesting that he is a, he is a Christian character and a lot oh, of yeah. his interactions with uh, the, the priest, the priest are very interesting. oh man that was one of the best parts of season one not i mean there's cool fight scenes Mm -hmm. but some of the best stuff was him talking to his priest about his moral qualms and is he doing the right thing so good Mm -hmm. yep so yeah and then yeah vincent d'onofrio is probably the best villain in television history oh it's uh Certainly, I love him. He's certainly up there. Just he seems so human. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's so evil. Yeah, he's a monster. And yet, and yet he's but refined and well, and and you see how he becomes that way, and mm-hmm. and even yeah, that the intelligence lurking mm-hmm. behind 
that brain. It, it's just incredible watching him. I mean, yep. fantastic actor. I, I don't know if I put him on my top 10 actors list, but I probably should have. Hmm. Uh, I think uh, the reason this one is not like in the top two or three for me is because of season two and then mm-hmm. the uh, uh, what, the Defenders crossover. Is that yeah. what their group is? Uh, just because... Yeah, I don't count that as um, part of this. Okay. Well, it it was kind of the overarching story. Mm-hmm. Um and yep. so like it was fine ish. Well, boring, I liked I yeah, I, I liked seeing I liked yeah. seeing Daredevil and Jessica Jones, but Yeah, yeah. Uh, crossovers are always fun. Yeah, but it had the crossover fun, but the show itself I didn't yeah. think it was very good. Yeah. So I felt like that kind of dragged it down a little yeah. bit. But, yeah, I wasn't even considering Defenders. Yeah, but yeah, as a overall and right. just by itself, right. it's very solid. Yeah, it's definitely my favorite superhero media. So TV show or movies, I think it's my favorite. The Christopher Nolan Batman movies are pretty good. So that's up well, there, but... Better than that, huh? That's... Maybe. Maybe not overall, but see, if we're just talking season one. <laughs> and then pretty good season two and three. Oh, man. Season so. three, how it wrapped up was so good <laughs> and i can't spoil it but that is one of my favorite wrap-ups of a season the way he defeated the mm. villain mm-hmm. is so good <laughs> so uh i i highly highly recommend this this show yeah our number eight number eight daredevil and it's got such a great theme song as you heard on our, our top 10 themes. That's right. Top 10 intros. All right. My number seven, uh, you already mentioned it, Battlestar Galactica. And yeah, this is one I really went back and forth with. Should it even be on the list? Because the filler episodes are really dull. Some of the storylines, even some of the main storylines I thought were really dull. Uh, like I don't really care about anything back on um, Caprica Yeah. in the first couple seasons. Uh, I could I could be happy just skipping all of that and just staying on the Galactica. But yep. the stuff, yeah, with, with Adama, uh, with Ty, with uh, the crew there on the Galactica. Man, maybe I should rethink my decision. <laughs> uh, there's some of the best moments in... Uh, you know, we talked. We did a whole episode on mm-hmm. on um, like lost TV moments and how many good moments that show has. Um, but there's just so many uh, standout moments in in Battlestar Galactica. Some still to come that you haven't seen, so I can't mention those. Um, but just some really iconic, really great stuff. <laughs> oh, maybe I should rethink it because, like you said, the the moments yeah. where the where Adama and the the president are talking mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, there's the rebellion that occurs. Right, the Pegasus. Uh huh. Oh, I know. Yeah, like the, you just say like one word like that, like oh yeah. yeah. Or I mean, just the the bleak desperation of it all too, and and mm-hmm. being pursued by these these inte- not mindless but highly intelligent machines that. Mm-hmm are smarter than you in a lot of times and right uh then you've got also the uh just the whack job of a vice president i forget <laughs> his name now gaius but, baltar yeah gaius baltar and that that guy is a piece of work i tell you 
All right, yeah, you've convinced me, Rabbit. I will change this one to my number 10. Yeah, so this, yeah, I, I went back and forth. It was it was number 10. It was off the list at like 11 or 12. It, it's on there right now at at seven. Um, but uh, yeah, it could, it could go up and down. And it, again, it's one that I haven't, I also have not seen the entire show. I've seen more than you, but but not to the end. So uh, it's one we'll have to finish at some point. And, and I'll see if it moves up or down um, or stays the same based on the rest of the show. So that's my number seven for now. Battlestar Galactica. All right. My number seven is... Oh, and I guess we should say, obviously, the uh, 2000s Battlestar Galactica. I forget exactly what year... Years it was airing, but not the 1970s original Battlestar Galactica. I tried to watch an episode of that and got about 10 minutes in before I quit. It, that is really dull. So, oh. a lot of people are nostalgic for that one. Oh, um, but probably like uh, probably similar to Star Trek from the 60s. A lot less likely you're going to be into it if you didn't grow up watching it. I know you watched yeah. it as an adult and and liked it to some degree, but. Yeah, it's it's old and cheesy and slow. So Yeah, okay. Skip the old one. Watch the new one. <laughs> Sounds good to me. What's your number seven? My number seven is a show that you have not watched. You want to guess? Are both of them on here or just one? They're both on here. They're together. Okay, then I'll say Buffy the Vampire Slayer. All right, so Angel first. Okay. That one's my favorite. Um... But I feel that you have to watch Buffy the Vampire Wait, Slayer. Angel, you like Angel better than Buffy, but you yes. l- listed it lower? No, it's Angel slash Buffy. Oh, uh, uh, you my combined seven, them into seven. Yeah. Eh. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, my it's list. A little, a little cheesy. So here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to say Angel is uh, my number seven. But I really mm. feel that to fully grasp and appreciate... Sure. What's going on? You need to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Because um, Angel uh, was created, the show was created as a spinoff after season three of Buffy. And it came, from it came three very, very main characters. Um, you, you have Angel himself, and he's very prominent in Buffy. You have Cordelia... And she was, she's fairly prominent, and she has a bit of a story arc, although that story drastically changes uh-huh. in in Angel. Okay. Um, but then you also have Wesley Wyndham Price, and he is, you can, I kind of feel like you need to see him before he gets onto Angel's show as well. <laughs> then, uh, later in season five, you have Spike show up, and... He's one of the best characters, uh, mm-hmm. but most uh, unfortunately, most of his uh, his stint with the shows occurs on Buffy. He's there, I think, seasons two through seven, or maybe he misses one season mm-hmm. of those. Um, but most of her his character arc occurs on Buffy, and then he shows up on on Angel after Buffy was canceled. And so to really grasp him and everything that's gone on with him, I, I feel like you need to watch uh, Buffy. And um, I will say I'm not really big into most dramas, 
but I enjoyed watching Buffy. Um, and I binge watched it, uh, all last summer. (laughs) Uh, I'd stay up late into the night watching it. And so even though it's not my favorite, uh, and I, I would definitely rank Angel higher, it's still enjoyable. Uh, you've got Monster of the Week a lot of times, but then you've got mm-hmm. an overarching story. You usually end up having a big bad. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was one of the first shows that kind of had the overarching theme that everything tied together with a big bad uh, guy at the end. Yeah, I think so. Um, so that's pretty cool. It was kind of innovative in that mm-hmm. regard. It's also, you know, very female, female mm-hmm. uh, yeah, empowering women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was cool. Influential. Yeah. I mean, would you say shows like Arrow, Flash, Modern Doctor Who, um, obviously later Joss Whedon shows probably all owe a a bit, quite a bit to. Yeah, they probably do. To this, this format that it, that it pioneered. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The the group of crime fighters. Mm Mm-hmm. And overarching things that right. lead up, yeah. Right. Um, now I, but like Angel is definitely superior uh, because yeah. first of all, Angel the character is was my favorite character in the Buffy verse to begin with, hmm. and so then a whole show centered around him. That's just automatically better because <laughs> I liked him a lot better than than Buffy, mm-hmm. the girl, and then. On top of that, the season, uh, there's fewer seasons, so that's a perk. I feel that the seasons are tighter. There's more, everything ties together. There's less filler, Mm -hmm. it seemed. Uh, There's not as much monster of the week, as, especially as you get into, I think, seasons three and four, and maybe even a bit of season two, you get... Uh, real uh, story progression of this happened in this episode, and that ties right next into the into the next episode, and and you got to keep watching, and it's really great stuff. Hmm. Uh, I definitely think you would enjoy watching uh, Angel. Mm-hmm. So maybe at some point I can I can get you to watch it. Right. So anyway, I'm done. It's just so long is yeah is the thing. Yeah. You could watch Flight of the Concords five times or six times. Or I could just rewatch this. In the time of watching Several Buffy. times, as I have. But I'm saying it's five times or six times longer than something like I know. Daredevil or Flight of the Concords. But here's how much... Here's how, Hornblower. here's how much I like this show, is not only have I watched it mm-hmm. once, I've watched, rewatched several episodes several times. Yeah. Sure. And a bunch of clips on YouTube. So, anyway, I'm done. Uh, done gushing. My number mm. seven is Angel slash Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe someday. It might be one, like, could we have it on while I'm doing some sort of computer work? I'd be fine with that. Or something like that. It might have to be something like that to, to get through that many episodes. At this point, I'm just resigned to <laughs> you just programming during all my loves. Yeah. Number six, for me, is Psych. And I know we discussed this one briefly when we were talking about our our favorite TV show themes. And this is the only, let's see, the only show, uh, is one of two episodic shows, I guess, on my list. So I think we both like 
serialized stories yeah more than episodic you were just talking about not liking the sort of yeah you're calling them filler or monster of the week and that's more episodic and you like the more uh story driven uh, a whole story unified uh but with psych the uh, beauty of it is that it's the same plot in every episode uh the characters do the same things in every episode and but you never grow tired of it yeah but it's it's the sort of paradoxical uh, attribute of art where if you're constrained in some way it increases creativity uh, for someone that's that's really uh, a really good creative if they have some sort of uh, constriction they're gonna find some ways to still make it interesting even with that and so uh, even though it's the same story of a guy pretending to be a psychic, but he's actually just a detective. And so it's one of the 100 uh, Sherlock Holmes ripoff TV shows, including ones that actually star Sherlock Holmes. Um, <laughs> this one is the best because uh, James Roday and Dulé Hill are such a great TV such duo. Such great chemistry. Yeah, such, great, uh, such great buddies can tell that they really enjoyed working together and really had fun uh making this show uh just all of the ridiculous things that they say all the ridiculous uh, situations they get into all of the fun um guest stars so they'll have tim curry guest starring or they'll have carrie elwis guest starring playing some ridiculous character and um it's definitely uh, one of those shows where you could just uh you're flipping through channels which we don't do anymore because we don't have cable. I think a lot of people don't just flip through TV channels anymore. But it's the type of show that if you're flipping through channels and you came across like it's you just sit down and watch it uh, because it doesn't matter so much when in the seven seasons you are. Uh, you can just pick out an episode and watch it. When they tried to be serious and tried to have kind of overarching story beats, I didn't think it was as successful. And some of the later seasons weren't as good but overall and definitely for those those earlier seasons uh really enjoyed psych and don't know that i would go watch the entire show all over again i don't think you have to but i would definitely watch some some favorite episodes again so unless you have anything to add that's my number six psych all right my number six is one that i'm fairly certain we're gonna have crossover on it's the office all right Another episodic show. Yeah. And I wasn't quite sold on this one to begin with. I mean, it's got funny stuff, but it's it's got a lot of rude humor in it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of off-putting for a while. Uh, and then after a while, you kind of get used to that it's part of this person's character. Um, and you see the character change and grow over the course of the show. Mm-hmm. And so yep. I liked that. There are some some TV shows where you just have that they just stay stagnant and I hate that. I I don't mind someone being dislikable if they have growth, you know? If they change, if if you've got somewhere to go. And it's funny uh, because I know you like Psych. I know you're playing coy if it's going to be on your list again, but those characters are basically static. So as I was saying, <laughs> with The Office, 
on the other hand, then you'd have some other characters who never change. They're always kind of odious, like Meredith. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you just never really cozy up to her. And yet it's so great uh, how how gross Meredith is. <laughs> and uh, uh, then others, like, like Dwight, he's so bad and kind of just petty and... Mm-hmm. And uh, suck up, but it's yeah. so great. It makes such great TV. Uh, mm-hmm. And then all the pranks that Jim pulls on Dwight, their rivalry. Uh, that y- y- each character is, a lo- in a lot of ways, one or two dimensional, and yet they they are so perfect in this show. Uh, and the pranks. Uh, there's so many scenes that, like, you just you pull out a clip and it still makes us laugh. The mm-hmm. parkour uh, uh, yeah. time is parkour. probably parkour. probably one of our favorites. But there's Good one. <laughs> uh, any just about any clip from this show is is pretty great for us. Yep. And uh, I really liked even the later seasons where it became more mm-hmm. about the story as opposed to just them doing silly gags. Um, and I think one of the best things is that it it does feel very true to life. Like, uh, yeah. well, I mean, stretched, of course. <laughs> but there, you you kind of look at any office group, and you got, uh, yeah. you can kind of label them too. And then you kind of get up to silly antics and shenanigans going on, mm. and you're on really boring days and stuff. So, uh, it's just it's it's relatable. <laughs> so that is my number six, The Office. All right. Up to the top half of the list. And my number five, you had, you mentioned an animated show, which was on your animated shows list. I suspect we might see another one for you. And I suspect we might see the same one for me. Right here at number five. This is also my favorite animated show, Avatar The Last Airbender. And, uh,. Still so odd. Uh, we don't really need to talk about it again, but still so odd that a Nickelodeon uh, TV show would have ended up being this good. And uh, who would have thunk? But really, very good. And this is definitely one we'll have to watch with the girls again at some point. And uh, its strengths are uh, in in. I'll, I'll just say in contrast to some of the other shows we we had mentioned that it was a complete story, that they had everything planned out, that they did what they wanted to do, and uh, that it told a, sh- told a complete story while still having uh, some of the things like The Office or The Psych, some of that uh, some of that humor in there as well. So uh, I might have fibbed a little bit when I said Daredevil was the only superhero show on my list. This is kind of a superhero show. Yeah. But... Uh, we like it for all the reasons we talked about in episode 108, our favorite animated shows. So that's my number five, Avatar, The Last Airbender. All right. My number five is one that I thought at first would be my favorite. Okay. And then as I sat down and I was thinking about this list, yeah, uh, I realized slowly I had to relegate it down. Okay. Uh, but that doesn't mean... I don't really care for it because we did a whole month about it. My number five is Lost. Oh wow! I love this show. It's sti- it's five, but it's still I wasn't sure if you very were great. Say Lost or Doctor Who? And uh, 
Uh, yeah, I can't wait to watch this again. In fact, <laughs> we just heard from your sister. Yeah, Megan. She and her husband. On, this, on the show a couple yeah, times. Yeah, and Josh. He was yeah, and on Josh, here too. That was on our actors Yeah, episode. revisited. Yep. Uh, they uh, are in the middle of, I think, season four or something like that. Yeah, probably far and, past uh, that by now. Yeah. <laughs> finished it by now. Um. <laughs> they uh they were sending us a few quotes and it was just bringing it back all mm-hmm. over again about oh uh, yeah you know the excitement of sharing something that you love with someone else mm-hmm. uh or when they fi- get to something that you're like uh-huh yeah did you see that coming and so uh yeah i i definitely re- really recommend the show lost mm. nice my number 5 all right number 4 for me is uh, a funny one to put right after Avatar The Last Airbender. It's Breaking Bad. That's my number four. Whoa. Wow. That's two direct crossovers that's so funny. far. Yeah, I didn't know if you would put this one on your list. And I didn't know where it would end up being on my list. I think this is the one This is the one I was referencing that I might not watch again. Um, because I feel like I, I kind of feel like I got everything out of it mm-hmm. that I would get. Um. Yeah, for me, this is the one that I was saying I haven't watched clip rewatched clips on YouTube. Yeah, I figured that. Um, I did figure that's what you're talking about. So I guess I I guessed at that point it would be yeah. on your list. But it's yeah. it's one that you think about more than just watch for the fun yeah. of it or whatever. It's very yeah. yeah yeah. Like there are things that are kind of fun. Yeah, which you wouldn't necessarily expect for a show that's about. A high school chemist that gets cancer, diagnosed with cancer, and then... Sets out to become a drug lord. Yeah, so that he can make money to provide for his family. Um, And so you wouldn't think that's fun. And it's not really fun most of the time. Um, But there are some fun things. And there are funny things. And that's what keeps it from being completely bleak. um, Because it is very... It's dark. Dark. Uh, he, you know, he, basically uh, someone that starts off as a normal guy that ends up becoming very evil uh, through, you know, choice after choice. Mm-hmm. And he decides to just go a little bit further and he justifies things. And he, uh, this, this is kind of spoilery, but not really. Um, he, he realizes he's doing these things because he wants to do them. And that's when he really becomes completely evil, I think. Yeah, he stops making excuses of why well, I'm doing it. He finally realizes it, yeah. He's uh, not just doing it you know, to make up for his family or things like that. He's his pride and his... He likes the, he likes the power. Yeah. yeah, he likes to be the best. He likes to be in charge. He doesn't like people telling him what to do. He's been told what to do all his life. And he's finally fed up. And so uh, it's just a really interesting character. Really great acting. Mm-hmm. Everybody, every yeah person in yeah. the show, uh, even though even some of the characters that start off uh, like Hank starts off as really kind of this doofy uncle mm-hmm. kind of character and ends up uh, just uh, going through different things like uh, he battles with uh, like shell shock PTSD mm-hmm. at one point, and that's a really interesting thing that you don't really see uh, talked, talked about, about on television yeah. that like a, a a police officer would would see something horrific um and then withdraw and, and from then, his wife and 
right and and from his job and and not be able to 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 function almost anymore just freeze up and so uh yeah and and so many things are really great definitely uh a a very i guess moral show in the sense that it's not glorifying this life at all if anyone watches this show and decides they want to get into uh, the drug business then i i really there's can't. no really hope for you yeah, i can't really yeah. imagine any that happening yeah. because yeah. it it just shows you sin it gets worse it affects everyone around you there's consequences um it's a very i don't know if i'd quite say christian i i don't know if the guy is a christian that that made the show but definitely in that what you do has real consequences yeah Yeah. judeo-christian western moral um traditional morality yeah so anything else you want to add (laughs) well i had things i wanted to add along the way but i kind of got steamrolled steamrolled well it was my i guess you mine first right well, we had uh, we talked about Vincent D'Onofrio being a terrific villain, um, and in this uh, show there is another really good villain. Uh, of course, there's uh, the main character. He's a great uh, anti-hero, mm-hmm. becoming anti-hero becoming a villain. villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, then uh, would it be a spoiler if I say the guy's name? Do you think um. the guy whose place he takes? Oh, not really. Okay. So Gus Fring is uh, the owner of a chicken restaurant, Los Pollos Hermanos. Mm -hmm. And um, he uses it as a front for his drug ring. And, oh, man, he is such another really great villain. Mm -hmm. And some of the stuff that gets explored in, I think, seasons four and five, uh, absolutely terrific. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the, the face-offs between him and Walter um, are Walter White are just so great. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the best things is, like, again, you said the acting. Uh, times where you've got Walter and Gus and uh, you know what's going on in each of their brains as they're being very polite to each other. And in the, on, on the inside, they're just looking for... When can they they stab each other in the back? Mm-hmm. Um, or when Hank finally... Uh, I won't say anything else. Yeah. I don't want to give spoilers, but this is a really great show. Uh, we t- mm-hmm. You talked uh, previously about um, them setting out to do uh, the story in with Avatar. Mm-hmm. That's what they did with uh, Breaking Bad. They got to tell their yeah. whole story. Right. And it's such a tight, um, mm-hmm. tight story. You don't feel like there's filler episodes, even on one that it was kind of a. It sort of seemed like a filler to me. Like there's one called The Fly, and yeah. it all just takes place in the one room, and it's all about right. them trying to kill this fly that's gotten in the room. Mm-hmm. And yet, so that that could absolutely be a filler, but it's such a good episode too mm-hmm. that you don't mind it if it is a filler. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, even in that one, they they really they nothing they is ever just yeah, yeah. Nothing is ever just on the surface. There's right. always 
things below the surface and and ambiguities and Mm -hmm. and uh as in i guess any great tv show or or movie it's Mm -hmm. not just what's said and what what is uh obvious it's it's things that are not said it's things that characters are thinking and motivations and things like that so even in an episode like that they're still exploring those things yeah well and i think one of the best things too is that this show just got better and better with each season Mm -hmm. and how many shows can you say that about right and then the season finale like a lot of times they'll um you know they'll have a great you know a great run and then the last season or the last few episodes it's kind it kind of ends on a downward spiral and it's like well i guess Guess that's why it's being canceled because you know they just had run out of ideas. No, this was oh man, this was such a great ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we could have we sat and tried to think of a better way <laughs> mm-hmm. for it to end, and we couldn't. Right. Uh, the sci-fi Christian has a really great talk about mm-hmm. some different stuff that's going on with the whole show. Yeah, and that, a great couple episodes on Yeah, it. that was really enjoyable to listen to having watched the show. Yeah, we'll link to that in so. the show notes. Uh, yeah, this is... It's not easy watching, and there is some dark stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact... I think it was after season two. I had to take a little break from the show because sure. of some stuff that had happened uh, in it. I was like, okay, that was, let's watch something happier for a bit. Sure. But, oh man, it's so good. Yeah, it's something I would recommend people watch even even knowing you're not going to have fun. I think it's good to have some it's, things that are it's good not art. just for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Maybe the highest quality of anything on my list. Yeah, I'd agree with that. ends up not being my favorite. Yeah. Our number four, Breaking Bad. All right. My number three is The Office that you already discussed. And this might be the only one that I've really, uh, one of two maybe that I've kind of gone back and watched clips from. Um, maybe my top three, I've done that a little bit on. But if something pops up and it's from The Office on, on YouTube, like if I'm scrolling through, Wasting time on YouTube. It's definitely something that I'll I'll tap on. The one that came up a few weeks ago that I watched was uh, the one where Pam has an art show and Michael comes in late. He's the only one that makes it. And then he's just so genuinely impressed with her art. Aww. And that just means so much to her. Uh, yeah. So it's even things like that where because of the the characters that they've set up, they can then have really great moments um, where you've got this boss that's the most terrible guy in the world, um, but he's also just wants everybody to like him, and he also... He loves kids? Yeah, he's not... I guess I shouldn't say he's the most terrible person in the world. He's the most terrible boss in the world, but he's not a bad guy. (laughs) Uh, That's a good description. Maybe that's... Yeah, and Steve Carell just really... Uh, that's also a, a top television performance. Uh, yeah, so I get some things like that where you set up, a, you establish a character, and then you have them play against type for for a scene or for for some moment, and that always works really well for me. So yeah, the characters are really good. Uh, the writing is good. The the jokes are really funny. It's something that's still funny. Um, so this is one. Probably like Psych. I don't. I wouldn't sit down and watch episode one through the last episode, but I would definitely 
put on on uh, favorites and yeah, yeah maybe maybe even sometime uh just just go through all of them at some point so yeah i don't know that i have anything anything else really to add to this i did buy a an uh, ebook where it's like uh, six essays that someone wrote on the office of some huh. different funny things like uh, he did one he's a sports writer so one of them was about uh uh, figuring out who is the best basketball player from the basketball episode <laughs> so he like tries to estimate all their heights and skill levels wow and, and like compile statistics like okay we saw gyms shoot this many times and he made this many buckets so he gets this st- stats these stats for the game what a nerd yeah so that's the kind of stuff and then um i just like f- talking about discussing uh different episodes and so there's that that part of it too, where it's fun to be in that kind of uh, fandom of it, I guess. Yeah. So, um, I have seen the British Office. I will say quickly, as well, and I don't like that as much, but I see why people do like it. There's there is a a je ne sais quoi, an indefinable, an undefinable uh, something that does really make that that one good. Um, it's a lot more, uh, a lot more uh, raunchy humor, which I don't think is as funny. But the the characters are also really good, and um, the the guy that's like Michael Scott, it's the David Brent um, played by Ricky Gervais. He's just full; like he, there's nothing redeemable about him, but still kind of cringy fun to watch. And then. Um, yeah, it's a lot shorter. It def they didn't like if you think that the office is realistic, uh, the U.S. office, the U.K. one is definitely they really tried hard to not make it like a TV sitcom, and tried to make it really realistic. And so, um, I'll give it props for that, but I prefer the U.S. version. Yeah, I'm not interested in watching the yeah. British. Yeah, I think you're you're fine with that. That's my number three. All right. My number three is another crossover, Psych. Yeah. I love this show. Uh, Let's see. We've had Daredevil and then uh, retroactively Battlestar Galactica. So that's two, The Office, three, Breaking Bad, four, Psych, five. Okay. Wow. Look at us. Yeah. That's how you know, people. These are truly the best. I talked to that fifth crossover with Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I was kind of, I'd already mentioned I was sort of on the, on the fence between that and Firefly. Yeah. Um, okay. So with Psych, like you said, James Roday and Dulé Hill, mm-hmm. they're so great together. Yeah. Uh, you can tell they just had the greatest time. Uh, y- you can, at, you can see them just being the way they are on screen, off screen. Uh, like th- these guys probably could have just been best of buds mm-hmm. uh and and like just hanging out um i was thinking uh you could probably watch uh the episodes on mute and still enjoy watching <laughs> them because the characters expressions are so great That's right. uh they're exaggerated uh and yet it works. Uh, that's the, that's I think one of the best things about this show is the exaggeration 
is not forced, is not dumb. It is so perfect and in keeping with the feel over of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that you have uh, different. I liked how they, you know, they'd have like a, a horror themed uh, show, something scary going on around Halloween, and then at Christmas you'd have some sort of Christmas themed episode. Uh, so I, I like those when they kind of tap into the the holiday, uh, what's going on in the real world time. So anyway, right? Yep. My number it's three, fun. Psych. All right. Well, uh, my number two. Oh, one one more thing I wanted to mention about Psych uh, was that even uh, even with how long running it went, it was like eight seasons, mm-hmm. maybe nine, and then you got. You had one movie, and then I think a second movie is in talks, at least. Yeah, I think um, they're making it. I still enjoyed it all the way through. I think the last couple of seasons are a little bit. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're mediocre, but I still enjoyed it because they're my pals. <laughs> the movie was great, though, except for the parts where they tried to tell an actual story. <laughs> we don't care about your story. <laughs> Just get the gang back together. Yep. All right, your number two. All right, my number two is a show that we've watched together. We watched together for the first two seasons, and I watched the third season by myself uh, because you weren't really interested, and we kind of, and I was kind of putting it off. I should go and watch it. Yeah. And then finally, just said, "No, I'm not interested. Just go ahead and watch it." And so I, I borrowed the Blu-rays from uh, my coworker, Josh, and uh, watched the 18-hour movie, basically, that is season three of Twin Peaks, David Lynch and Mark Frost, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's unlike this, anything else. This is not on my list. I know. I know. I didn't think it would be. It's unlike anything else. The first two seasons are... Kind of in that soap opera uh, format because that's what was on back then. So they kind of took that and then uh, Mark Frost is big into conspiracy theories and sort of X-File type stuff. This was a really big influence on the X-Files and and Lost and some of those uh, shows that came later. And so he's got all that conspiracy, aliens, weird stuff uh supernatural kind of kind of weird stuff going on and then there's also all sorts of just weird um uh mystical and and i I don't even i don't really know how to explain david lynch if you haven't seen david lynch but just a very surreal very weird very weird very artistic (laughs) Uh, is maybe the best term for it just weird and you don't know what it means and maybe he doesn't know what it means either but uh yeah so the first two seasons first season is really good the second season is one of the 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 classic stories of network meddling they made them reveal a mystery so there's a the mystery that set up in season one is who killed laura palmer that's the tagline of the show and then they wanted to never really answer that and just keep spinning out further and further and 
never actually solve that or maybe solve it at the very end. But the network forced them to reveal who the murderer was in the early season two. And then David Lynch basically, I think David Lynch and Mark Foss basically both checked out after that and were less involved with the show. And it gets pretty silly. There's some really goofy stuff. And it's not as good. And then they both came back for the finale. And the finale is really good. And it it's a crazy cliffhanger, which stood for 20 years. And then they came back yeah, 20, 25 years, made season three. And everybody's excited. Oh, man, it's going to be so exciting. Get back to Twin Peaks. Figure out the mystery. And uh, I guess it's slightly a spoiler, but it's going to be fine. Most of season three, a lot of season three is not in Twin Peaks. A lot of it takes place outside of Twin Peaks. And a lot of it does not, basically it takes the whole season to resolve that cliffhanger <laughs> that they set up in at the end of season two. And then it gives you an even, arguably even crazier cliffhanger at the end of the season. Um, and this time they're probably done for good uh, with the show, I expect. Oh, that would drive me nuts. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's, um, yeah, there's all sorts of of weird things in the show that have never been done in any other show. Um, there's all sorts of mysteries you could endlessly go listen to podcasts and and uh, go th- read theories online and and read books about it and and try and figure out what's going on and what certain things mean. There's a lot of ambiguity and. Uh, there's that. The characters are really good. There's still a lot of of quirky, kind of goofy humor. And yeah, it all really works well together. And it's a big pile of weird stuff. And I really like it. Well, going back to Psych, uh, one of my favorite episodes in that show is when they did a mockery. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Of uh, the Twin Peaks, That's which good. Uh, we'd watched it before we watched Twin Peaks. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. And then having watched Twin Peaks, I went back and rewatched the the mashup mockery one. And it was an such, an such a great episode. Mm-hmm. It really it's nailed the, fil- the feel of the film. And that yeah. was one of my other favorite things about Psych that I forgot to mention previously was... Just how they they take something and pay homages to it, like they did The Shining and uh, Psycho and yeah. and some others, and you know, just really great pop culture stuff that they would uh, do. Uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, yes, Twin Peaks. Back to that. Um, yeah. I it's an interesting show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not interested in in season three. I'd heard it was really weird, and yeah, I I just. I, I like some weird, but I like it to be explained eventually. Sure. I don't want to sit there thinking about the deepness of whatever mm-hmm. spiritual mystical cloud is going on in this scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't want that to be the whole show. And that's kind of what season three sounded like it was going to be to me. Uh, just pile of... There is literally a pile mystical... Upon pile of weird stuff there's literally a mystical cloud in one episode (laughs) no thank you um but there there was some really good stuff in the first two seasons Mm -hmm. uh really good moments 
some really dark moments too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. that was another show that I was like, we'd watch some, and then I'd feel okay. Let's let's take a little break before we sure. watch some more because of just some of the stuff sure. that's dealt with. Yep. Yeah. I mean, definitely with uh, the third season is is closer in tone to Fire Walk with Me, which we talked about in our favorite movies from last year, and that's a very dark movie. Like I, I explained on on that episode, and, uh, and similar again to to the Breaking Bad of a kind of a meditation on evil and and how do people get into these situations and is there a way for them to get out once they've once they've started to get in and um, so it's it's very interesting. It would be hard to recommend to most people uh, because it is so weird and. Um, yeah, I don't I don't even know who I would who I'd really recommend it to. But uh you know, I'm a hipster and I have to like some some off the wall things that aren't quite as popular. Indeed. So, well, that's my number 2, Twin Peaks. All right, my number 2 is our what, sixth crossover now? Yep. Avatar the Last Airbender. Wow. We've uh we've praised it up and down on this podcast, so I shan't do it further. That's my number 2. All right, so that means our number ones are different, and I don't think your number one is a crossover. Probably not. Because my number one is Lost. Wow. Tweeted a whole month on. Wow. And uh, yeah, I don't know that I've ever, and before I made I, we made this list, I don't know that I had sat down, um, well, yeah, I know I, I, I've never said this because uh, I have a 2015 list of my favorite shows. Uh, that I'll I'll reveal here in a minute, but yeah, uh, probably probably never until I started making this list did I think yeah, Lost is my favorite TV show. But we gushed about it for a month on the podcast. You know the reasons that I like it, and um, and it's gotten the nostalgia of watching with my family growing up, and it held up really well this last time we rewatched it together. So again, not as high quality as something like Breaking Bad or Twin Peaks. Um, and not as deep as some of the shows we talked about, and not as uh, there are shows that are more fun, um, shows maybe with better mysteries or that paid off their mysteries better, uh, and it's certainly not a perfect show like we talked about, um, Breaking Bad or Avatar: The Last Airbender, doing exactly what they set out to do, and in that way, um, perfect, uh, complete, I guess. But in spite of its imperfections. Uh, for me, it's the the perfect imperfect show. It's my favorite. All right. Well, my number one then is not a crossover, and yeah. it did not make any of your list. I assume it's the other one that we did a, a month of. It's the other one we did a month of yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah. And I'm not really. I, I I'm having a hard time thinking about why this is my all-time favorite because it yep. ra- it breaks so many of my rules. Uh, yep. It's got Monster of the Week. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, uh, I was thinking about it um, with that. So with Buffy, Monster of the Week, a lot of the times um, the characters remain the same throughout. In Doctor Who, Monster of the Week, yes, uh it's just kind of the same repetitive formula, but the doctor changes, uh, even just a little bit, or him or his his uh, his 
tag along human companion companions yeah yep. uh they are they are changing they are what's growing uh through the the static ju- formula mm-hmm. of oh they got into this mess and how are they going to get out of it yep. um and so you see how these different things that they're going through are affecting them as people and so i think that for me is a lot of the big draw uh because and then uh, I like the the whole feel of they're going out and they're exploring whole new worlds and different time periods and and stuff. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the the campy feel of it works for me yeah. somehow. In spite of it all, yeah. I don't mind it. I mean, we're most um, into it in the uh, probably David Tennant. Mm-hmm. into matt smith so. yeah uh, i have not really been as much into the jody whitaker um yeah. i i i mean now i wasn't as much into each of the new doctors until like their full story arc was completed and i had time to like go back and reanalyze it and, and think about it mm-hmm. so time will tell and see what i think about that uh, thus far, I I like from Eccleston to Capaldi. I like their their runs. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of growth and development that occurred with each Doctor, each manifestation. Um, and I mean, there's some absolute filler episodes. There's mm-hmm. some stuff that is, is just dumb, but then there's some absolute great stuff. Um, uh, you have the mostly it's episodic, but then uh, one of the things. I think one of my greatest moments that I really loved was when in David Tennant and they've talked about how the stars kept disappearing and, <laughs> and the bee, the bees have disappeared and or, or the stars are going out. The bees are disappearing. Uh, and then towards the end you discover, Oh wait, this planet has gone missing in this planet over here. And it was referenced in this other episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it all was, but you didn't realize it. it was just kind of this little casual bit of information that was tossed aside. And then at the end you, it was all tied together and it was like, Oh, mind blown. It was all building to this <laughs> moment. We didn't see it till now. Uh, even the, the stuff during Matt, Matt Smith seasons uh, with River Song and how horribly convoluted that is. I mm. don't mind it anymore, and I've I, I've come to love it yeah. and enjoy it. Um, like at the time for on a first watch, it's really it, it's it's not that easy to to watch and try to wrap, a, wrap your head around what's going on. Mm-hmm. But second time through and you know what's coming, what to expect and and you can see better how how it all fits together uh, and how it all ties into making the doctor who he is and how even though he's this uh, centuries old alien, he's still very He's not static uh, in his personality. Sure. He's not hardened. He doesn't care. He's not come to a place of, well, I don't care anymore and yeah. just whatever. Uh, he still cares. And uh, he's he's very, very relatable. Uh, the doctor is mm. absolutely... I, I, relatable? Well, okay, wrong word. Um, yeah. He's very fascinating, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, you threw me off my groove. 
Anyway, it's got uh, the other stuff that I've mentioned in some of my other shows, how they'll have a Christmas episode, and mm. um, uh, they often have historical flashbacks. There's the the Charles Darwin, or not Charles Darwin, uh, Charles uh, Dickens. Dickens. Yeah. <laughs> Started with a D. <laughs> episode and and just other the shakespeare episode you know they go meet historical figures and stuff or uh there's the the mount vesuvius eruption or pompeii i actually um yeah mount vesuvius over pompeii there we go and so uh just different different scenes in history it's it's fun you feel like there's so much that they can do with this show um I'm sure it could be done a lot more intelligently, a lot better, but I <laughs> I don't mind. And it is just I've I've rewatched these episodes so many times. Uh different clips, different scenes. I rewatched like you programmed uh when we rewatched it with yeah. with Megan. Right. But I was right there hanging on each episode all over again with her. Uh, and even the ones that were just like, oh, this one again, I was still enjoying <laughs> watching it all the same uh, because it's Doctor Who. And I don't mind. This is the old, I, I don't know, this is for me, my old stuffed teddy bear that, you know, it's been loved on. It's, I don't have an actual teddy bear. But you know what it, you know what I mean? That one of those old stuffed animals that you've just loved on it and it's right. old and raggedy and careworn. It's not really pretty to look at anymore. Maybe not even all that comfortable to snuggle, but you just love that thing so much. My number one, Doctor Who. Nice. Yeah. Um obviously didn't make my list. When we were watching it, really, really enjoyed it. Obviously we did a month about it. And on my 2015 list, it was, it was, uh, let's see, my number two favorite. So at the time, I was really enjoying it. It's just uh, I haven't enjoyed it as much in the last few seasons. So taking it as a whole, um, and then also I don't know if I don't I mean we're just really obsessing over it. We just watched a bunch of episodes in a row. I don't know if we went back and watched them now years later. If if I would still like it as much i think that might be sort of a a a a moment in time kind of a thing where just really worked for me in some way again sort of some some undefinable quality that it had that that gripped me maybe it would still happen again if if i was seeing it for the first time or if i went back and watched it now but yeah i I like these other ones better but it's a it's an honorable mention for me okay all right you want to go through yeah, 11 let me just, 20. yeah, let's just give some other honorable mentions. My favorite really old sitcom is The Andy Griffith Show. I really like Arrested Development, but we've only seen one season. That was my 26. I really like One Punch Man, but we've only seen two seasons. Three. Or... Mm, oh, maybe it is just two. I think two. Yeah, two. Uh, and it's like, what, 10 episodes total or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's pretty short so far. Um, I really like Parks and Recreation, but we've only seen one season of that. I really like Pushing Daisies, but that only went for two seasons. Two seasons. It was eighteen. That would have been like number. That would be like number eleven. If Battlestar Galactica had stayed off the list, that one would have would have been on. 
Um, Boy, do you? F- I was just thinking about pushing daisies today, though. Yeah. Of uh, you know how they can't touch each other. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, we need to get some sort of like plastic sheets or something like that oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. for our kids, and then they could play with their their friends. And not right. Uh, <laughs> right. not get not spread coronavirus. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, I really uh, love the premise for pushing daisies. Yeah, down. so good. It is really good, and the the surrealism in that show, and the bright the brightness. Yeah, and, the, and the embracing narrator. the silliness of mm-hmm. it too. So yeah. good. That's another uh, really good episodic show. And it's short, so it is. It is and highly I, recommend. Community. I really liked, but I think is again maybe a. It was just that certain season, like that first few seasons. Yeah. And the later ones not as good. So it's, again, it's kind of similar to Doctor. They were Who. a bit of a slog. Brought it down a bit. When you look at it as a whole, uh, Firefly again kind of incomplete, but I do like what is there. Futurama I like, but not quite top ten. Uh, Sherlock with the BBC Sherlock. Each successive season has been worse than the previous. So if they had stopped with the first couple, or maybe even the first three, then it would be it would be possibly up here. But um, it got uh, P- uh, Stephen Moffat did. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Moffat did what Stephen Moffat does, and uh, Star Trek. Of course, I'm still nostalgic for, but that's not a top ten. Twilight Zone. I really like. We did an episode on that, but as a whole, definitely not not good enough. Um, and the Tick was. I think an animated show that uh, was on at least my my animated shows list. So give me your your honorable mentions, and then I'm going to tell you what my 2015 list was. Well, I'm surprised that you didn't even mention the booth at the end. I like the booth at the end. Yeah, but I mean, but not didn't a, make your honorable mentions. No. no. Oh man, that, that really was good. that was my number 12. Oh wow. Yeah, because That's well, good. again, it's short, yep. but. And for all that it's just people talking to each other in this yeah. diner, it's so good. It leaves everything up to your imagination as they're talking. Right. And it's all about the the character interaction. True. It's, it's pretty brilliant, I think. That's what I would watch again. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. All right. So there's uh, Firefly was 11, then Booth at the End, Samurai Jack, mm-hmm. uh, another Samurai animated. animated That's my 13. Yep. Horatio Hornblower, Parks mm. and Rec. Avatar Legend of Korra, which is okay. the follow-up season. Mm-hmm. Community, uh, and like you said, that one is like, I think through season three, is, it's yeah. shining stars. Yeah. Uh, Pushing Daisies, Futurama, DuckTales Reboot. Sure. Uh, I've really been enjoying. Yeah. Uh, Gargoyles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what we recently mentioned that on. I don't know. Uh, top 10 animated shows. Sure. Uh, Danny Phantom, <laughs> not great, Nostalgia, yeah. but I like it in spite of it. <laughs> Teen Titans Go, I've uh, only watched wow. a few episodes, but it's so ridiculous, and it's, it's what you watch when you're like, okay, I just want to completely check out and watch something mm-hmm. stupid but fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is my, uh, 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 what's your, your... New Zealanders show again. I don't think this is Flight of the Concords. I haven't yeah. seen Teen Titans Go, but... So, then there's Batman, the animated series, Broadchurch. Mm-hmm. Very... Uh, we've gone from ridiculous to very serious. Mm-hmm. And then Arrested Development. 
That's my yeah. 11 through 26. Oh, nice. All right, so 2015 when I made this list, I don't remember. I must have just written it down. I think I would have to go back and check. Before we started this podcast, we were writing down top 10 lists. We did three or four like that and put them on our website before we said, let's just do a podcast of this. This might have been one from that, uh, or I had just made the list just for, because I like making lists. And uh, it was Horatio Hornblower, number one, Doctor Who, number two, Lost, number three, then Psych, Star Trek, the original series, Battlestar Galactica, Twilight Zone, Daredevil, Sherlock, and my 10th favorite was The Andy Griffith Show. So quite a That's quite a bit of a change from quite the in the last five years. Um and and the next ones would have been, um, you know, Twin Peaks and Futurama. We mentioned Flash and Arrow. We were really into at that oh, point. Oh man! But Chiefs they took such a, a nosedive. Yep, MacGyver. I, I loved in high school. Monk again in high school. Really liked it. And uh, Forever, we were watching. Which, yeah. Not a great, not a good show. But Yoan Griffith is great. Yeah. So that's the only reason that one. You'd mentioned uh, Arrow and Flash, and something I yeah. was thinking about during Breaking Bad while we were watching it, and then when we were talking about it just now, and I forgot to mention it because I never remember when we're actually on topic, yeah. um, was uh, in in Breaking Bad, you mentioned you know how actions have consequences, yeah. and uh, you know when they're drinking. Uh, you know, and getting themselves drunk, they go out and do dumb things or, uh, they're doing drugs, uh, then, Mm -hmm. you know, it's getting them in trouble or they're going out and smoking and it's affecting their physical health. Mm -hmm. Um, and I appreciated that, that it's, you know, it's very real that way, as opposed to you've got shows like Arrow and Flash where, all the hot, sexy, cool, popular people, they're out going and, and doing these things. And they're not having, you know, they're not really having many consequences. Hmm. Uh, Arrow had that a little bit with, I think, his younger so- sister, Thea, starts doing a few drugs. And it, okay. it gives her a few problems, but uh, it, it's not as much. Uh, so sure. that Those was are just, more. Yeah. That was one of the things I appreciated about Break- Breaking Bad was just how real it was. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So. All right. Well, uh, if you're listening to this, there's a good chance you've you've watched an episode of television or two. So how about you go on to our website? Yeah, Where the comments. Right. Comments are back. They are back. Um, I, I was able to import our old comment... Uh, old comments but they haven't shown up i need to play around with that a little bit more so old comments not currently on the website but you can go make new comments right now and go to our website for uh you can go straight to the show notes and the comments for this uh, and the lists for this episode tto.coser.us slash one two one and of course you can always email us tto at coser.us i'm gonna check i don't think we've got any emails anytime recently i think i think uh joshua emailed us at the beginning of the year and we haven't gotten any from anyone else since then yeah so we need we need some more uh need some more emails folks Let's keep those coming well we probably need to podcast a little more too well, yeah. a little bit remiss in that that could be part of it 
But we are back. Uh, we've got not, we've got this one posting. We got some great stuff coming up. We'll post this up. one at night. We've got one, some planned for April. Got some plans changed because of coronavirus. But uh, we'll just put those off and, and plug in some other plans in place. I mean, we've got a bunch that we've been preparing for. Some of our big ones, like we did that music one last time. Uh, was it last year or the year before? And uh, that we spent months listening to songs for. We've got we've got some ones like that where we're we're prepping, we're prepping yeah. hard. Got some stuff coming up. But uh, you'll probably be hearing us next time uh, in a few days. April first, I expect, is the next yeah. time you'll hear us. So tune in for that episode. Always fun time of year. Unless you have <laughs> anything else to add. I think that's it. We'll sign off. I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Melissa Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. All right. So you want to do worst show and most disappointing show. Um, Okay. How did you come up with that? Well, for me, the worst was Legends of Tomorrow. I've never seen a crappier show. Uh, And I kept on hoping it would get better, and it just did not get better. It was, it was, uh, uh, Avenger, what I wanted Avengers, well, you know how good Avengers is. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wanted that in TV show format, and it did not work. And it was just utter garbage. And I hated it. And it was supposed to be really good because they can time travel too. And it was just, I hated it. it. There was nothing nothing redeemable about it. And in fact, it just got worse. Mm. So mm. Uh, absolutely cannot recommend that show, Legends of Tomorrow. And then Merlin, most disappointing. Uh, this <laughs> is not high quality TV. And I knew that. And anyway, I was fine with it. Uh, but the whole thing hinges around... Uh, Merlin and Arthur are teenagers and Guinevere, you know, and they're kind of this group and Mm -hmm. uh, being friends, growing up together and stuff. And Merlin, they all live in a time when magic is outlawed by King Uther, uh, Arthur's father. And so um, Merlin, of course, is doing magic on the sly, quietly to help uh, Prince Arthur uh, out of tight spots, sticky situations. And uh, Arthur is always like, oh, Merlin, you're my best friend. And I don't know what I'd ever do without you. But he doesn't know uh, Merlin's big secret, which is that he can do magic. And Merlin never tells him until the very last season. And I Mm -hmm. think it's like, uh, spoiler alert, because I don't care about the show. Uh, He tells him, I think, right before Arthur dies. And that's the absolute worst time to tell him. And it it was just, I, I don't think there's even that big of a emotional reaction from Arthur of, oh, oh, okay. Wow, that explains a lot. As opposed to, oh my goodness, my world is rocked. there. And there were so many better times when Merlin could have and should have told Arthur, I can do magic. And here's why how I've done it, used it to help you and magic can be used for good and not just evil. And this is why you should lift the ban on magic and think of all that we could do together and so forth and so on. And the creators of the show could have done so much with this, this show. And instead 
they chose the coward's way out and it w- it just became a, oh, he decides not to tell him again. Yeah. But maybe he will next episode and he never does. And it's just yeah. stupid. I mean, it's back when, back with the episodic shows where things didn't really change. Yeah. So. I hated it. Yeah. Oh, it's probably Legends of Tomorrow for me um, as far as a show that, you know, watch more than one episode of. I'm sure I don't, I don't have any off the top of my head. And I didn't see any on on uh, my list of, of shows that I've marked that we've watched. Um, but I will mention as another one, I don't think that Once Upon a Time was any good after the first season. <laughs> There was a couple of fun things. I know you like some of the Peter Pan stuff, but yeah, uh, it's way too. Uh, we can't change things, and so we'll just run yeah. in place and and do the soap opera running in place, doing and undoing things, and Had no a, consequences. Yeah, well, and I think one of my biggest problems, on yeah, and I kind of will agree with you. This one was very disappointing because it had such promise, but one of the biggest problems with it was. It became nobody can die. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they've died. Well, we're gonna go down to Hades and bring them back. Oh, but they want to stay dead. You know, they feel like they need <laughs> to atone. Nope, you're not allowed to. You're, you're, we forgive you, and you are gonna get your sorry, sorry self back up into the real world, back up into life, and uh, you're gonna move on. Uh, and I don't know. It just. Sometimes you just need to let your puppy stay dead, you know? Mm. And I guess for most disappointing, uh, since we were talking about miniseries, at least when we when we discussed um, Hornblower, I will say any Terry Pratchett miniseries, other than, I suppose, the, the recent Amazon Good Omens. That was good. It wasn't great. That was good. But it was good. But anything else, uh, Going Postal... Color of Magic. Seems like there was another one we started watching, um, or that I've at least seen clips of. Um, just not, not good. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Terry Pratchett really translates well to, to TV. Unfortunately. Ooh. Very cheesy. Uh, looking at my list here, uh, one show I was kind of expecting to be on your list was The Leftovers. I was surprised yeah. that wasn't even in your top twenty. No. Um. I know you loved all the mysteries on it. It's good. There's there's good things with it, but not a favorite. Okay. 